Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. Such an honor that you are here today, whether you are watching or listening to this podcast. It's always an honor to be able to do this every week for the most part. Whether a friend recommends this podcast, whether you discover it on your own, I'm a firm believer that no matter how you come across this podcast, that you are here for a reason and that it is not by accident that you are here. No matter what chaos that you have going on in your life, in your heart, this podcast is a cry that we have a God that can create a color out of chaos. No matter what you've been through, no matter where you are, no matter what will happen, we have a God that can create a color out of chaos. So we lean into the unknown together during our time every week here on this podcast and lean into those uncomfortable and difficult seasons of life. And we look to God saying, God, help us see a color through this. And so before we jump into today's episode, it would be an honor for me to pray with and for you no matter where today finds you. So here, let's pray and then we'll jump into today's episode. Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you are present, you are here, you care. Lord, I pray specifically for those that are listening or watching this podcast and today has just an overwhelming sense of maybe dread or anxiety, worry, doubt, confusion, whatever it is that is swirling on in the heads and hearts of those that are listening or watching this today. Lord, I pray that we can bring ourselves to you and have a moment of vulnerability, of honesty with our walls down just receptive to whatever it is that you want to show and teach us today. Lord, for those right now that are not going through a season of chaos, Lord, I pray that whatever it is that we talk about today, Lord, that will be planted just deep within their hearts, within their souls, Lord. And when those troubling times come, those chaoses find them and find us, that we will be able to remember these truths that we have learned here today. We look to you. We need you. We recognize that we are nothing on our own. It's in your name we pray and we surrender, Jesus. Amen. Amen. For those that know me, there's a couple of things that are just pretty evident the more that you have conversations with me. One of the things that's just really evident is that I am a huge music lover. I am a geek when it comes to music. I was sitting in the car with a friend the other day. We went to go see the band P.O.D. at a live concert this last Sunday. And I was sitting in the car with him and we were just talking about different bands. And and I, I was just talking to him about different producers and how this producer worked with this artist. And, you know, uh, this label was where they were before they moved to this label. I was just geeking out, just talking about all this random music facts. And he was just like, man, Jonah, dude, you really love music. And it's so true. I really do love music. But with all of the love for music also comes a sensitivity to different memories that music provokes. And I know I'm not alone with this. I know many may be listening or watching this. If you hear a song, it reminds you of a specific memory, reminds you of a season. And for me, I'm no different. And I was sitting in my office the other week. And I was listening to a song, and the name of the song was Greater, and it was by the band Elevation Worship. It's the worship team from Elevation Church out of North Carolina, and that song reminds me so much of my time down in Columbia, South Carolina, when I was going through undergrad of college. 
is just for some reason when I hear that song, it provokes so many emotions and just memories of being at Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina, and just the sweetness of different moments with the Lord during that season and that time specifically. And I was just listening to the song and I was kind of like just sitting at my desk and, you know, music is powerful. It could do this. I was sitting at my desk and I, I started getting teary eyed just thinking about the sweet, sweet times that the, the, the memories that the song produces within me. And at the very end of the song, I found myself kind of looking forward to this piano part, this keyboard part at the very end of the song. And it's it's going, and at the very end, it starts to slow down. And I found myself kind of getting a little emotional, you know, to be honest with you. I'm sitting there at my desk, nobody around me. I'm listening to this song. I'm remembering these sweet times in my walk with Jesus and just him drawing close to me and some of the hardest times of my life as well and just difficult times of me just crying out to God and, and not really being able to see much of what the future held or even what the present held, but just kind of being in this limbo and saying, God, you're all that I got. And this this song, as it was just slowing down, it just made me think about how at the end of our life that our whole lives produced a song and every moment was a note, whether it was a dark note, whether it was a bright note, whether it was lively, whether it was a lament, whatever it is, our, our life is a song. And I know that sounds very hipster, <laughs> me saying that, but just, just track, track with me for a little bit. Our, our life is a song and each and every day produces notes. And most of the notes, if not all the notes, are notes that we could not have expected at the beginning of the day or the previous day would be played. There are things that we can plan for, prepare for. We can think ahead and, and be prudent when it comes to different things coming up. But at the end of the day, each and every day brings different things that we never could have expected. Different notes are played that we never could have prepared for. And as the song was ending, I was just thinking about how at the end of our lives, there will be a final note, whether it's a very sudden note, whether it's a dragged out note, like the note that was played in the song that I'm referencing here. We have a God that knows each and every note of our day and what our final note will be. And each and every day is an opportunity to go to our God and say, God, help me be fully present today. Help the notes that are played through my actions, through my, my beliefs, through my behavior, through the thoughts and emotions that I have today. May it be pleasing to you who gives my life melody and may it be edifying for those around me in such a broken, difficult, chaotic world. And one of the passages that come to my mind is in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, and then I'm going to read verse 5 and 6. This is what Paul says to the Colossian church. He says this, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most out of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Paul's telling the Galatian church, bring your today to the Lord. Be thankful for today to the God that gave it. And as we go through each and every day, may the prayer of our heart be, God, help me make the most out of every opportunity. 
produce within me a beautiful melody regardless of what's going on so that I don't miss out on what you want to do in and through and around me today. Speaking on the topic of music, I find myself Thursday nights looking forward to the new albums that would be released every Friday. This last week, I I saw a tweet by one of the artists that I follow, and he was just like, hey, new album coming out tonight. And so I stayed up late. I was looking forward to it. I drove down to Chicago to spend some time with my brother and sister-in-law and with the rest of my family as my little brother was moving into college. And so I got in really late, and I was like, oh, wow, new music. I can go to sleep to some new music. And so I'm listening to this new album by an artist that I really enjoy that has really blessed me and many times and seasons of my life, who's a fellow follower follower of Christ. And as I'm listening to this album, I'm just thinking like, man, something's off. You know, the 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 lyrical content of this album is a lot different than the lyrical content on the previous albums. And there's not really anything that I'm being edified by by these lyrics. If anything, they're just kind of just I don't know, just off a little bit. And I was just kind of grieved because I was like, man, you know, I wonder if he's okay. I wonder if like there's anything that's kind of happened in his life that's kind of maybe produced or inspired the content of this album. So me looking into this man's life and what's been going on, it just produced a prayer within me. And I literally just like cried out. I was just like, God, help me, help me. I don't want to get to that point. I don't want to get to that point where I'm so confused. I'm so hurt by things that have happened in my life that I start to doubt you. And I know it's a real thing. There's many, maybe even right now, maybe you are listening or watching to this podcast right now, and you've been hurt by things that have went on in your life, and you're confused on the Lord's faithfulness and his presence. And you're starting maybe, or maybe you've already gotten to this point where you even doubt his existence altogether, that maybe we are just just here, and we don't have a creator, and there's not a God that has a name, and we don't have a creator, savior, and sustainer. And regardless of whatever gets us to that point, I was just crying out, just saying, God, help me. I don't want to get there. And it it just was like this surreal moment of just saying, God, like I am frail. I recognize that I can get to where this person has gotten in their walk with you if I am not careful. So God, help me have mercy on me and lead me and help me not get to that point. So Paul writing to the Colossian church saying, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. We don't devote ourselves to prayer just because we're told to do it. We devote ourselves to prayer because from the pit of our heart and soul, we recognize our dependency on our creator, savior, and sustainer. That apart from Jesus, we are nothing. And that we do not have the strength and the fortitude to make it through this broken, chaotic world and the broken, chaotic emotions and thoughts that we carry like bags on our back through each and every day. The notes that we pick up, the melodies that we pick up each and every day are broken apart from our creator, savior, sustainer, producing and redeeming something within us that we cannot do ourselves. So we devote ourselves to prayer with a thankful heart, realizing our dependency on the Lord, living wisely among those that are not believers, making the most out of every opportunity. Let our conversations be gracious and attractive so that we will have the right response for everyone. That's Colossians chapter four, verse two, and also verse five through six. 
another passage that comes to my mind on this topic of today and being present, fully present today, regardless of whatever's going on, is this passage in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 to 20. This is what Paul tells the Ephesians church. Make the most out of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself, making music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks for everyone to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's so much that we can talk about here in this passage, but there is one thing that I wanted to highlight, and it's found in verse 18. In verse 18, Paul urges the Ephesian church, he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when I look at the Greek of this, something that stands out to me is that the word filled, be filled, is a present imperative. So what that means is that he's not just saying one day be filled. He's saying now, be filled now. And it's an active, it's an active imperative. So be filled now is what he's saying. He's not waiting for tomorrow. He's saying, look, be filled now. And so what that reminds me is that each and every day, we can't just rely on what the Lord has done yesterday or what the Lord you know, spoke through his word in our hearts yesterday. We can't just rely on the message that we heard on a Sunday or whenever you go to a place, a congregation of worship. We can't just rely on that, but each and every day we have to be filled anew with whatever it is that the Lord wants to do with us and through us, through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in each and every believer. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in us as we surrender to Jesus. We receive the Spirit, yes. It's, it's, it's one and done. We are filled with the Spirit. But Paul is saying, every day, renew your heart and mind, your affections, your desires, your will, your plans on whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do today. And as we come to his word today, as we cry out to God saying, God, help us see through the filter of your word, everything that we have going on, then we are constantly being filled actively and we are in agreement with whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through us. And as we surround ourselves with his word, as we are obedient and submissive to his spirit and the word of God, as we do that, we will be able to walk out whatever it is that he wants us to walk out of. But each and every day is an opportunity to do that. And when we don't do that, Instead of going in agreement and submission to the Spirit of God that God has placed in us through Jesus, we instead try to lead ourselves. We try to produce a song, a melody on our own. But when we do that, we grieve the Spirit of God that wants to produce a work and wonder within us that only He can produce and renew us and make us more into the image of of Christ. Each and every day is an opportunity to either grieve the Spirit or submit to the Spirit of God and allow Him and Him alone to do a work of wonder within our hearts, produce a song and a melody that only He can produce. May we be filled not with wine or the temporary notes 
that offer one thing but never deliver fully of this world. But may we be filled now with the Spirit of God that produces a work and wonder and a beauty that will not return void, even in the chaos and brokenness of this world. May we be filled actively with the Holy Spirit. I heard something from a friend, and he said this. He said, if you have a conviction, it will cost you something. God's word will tell you everything you want to know about whatever it is that you want to do. And that is so true. God's word will tell you everything you want to know about whatever it is that you want to do. So each and every day, we have an opportunity to be filled anew with the spirit of God by surrounding and submersing ourselves in his word and allowing that to be what leads us and helps us stay planted today, not just fantasizing about tomorrow, not dwelling in the past, but being actively present today and being in agreement and submission to our God through the power of the Holy Spirit by following and obeying his word. Another thing that I felt led to share on this week's podcast on this whole topic is a passage from 1 Thessalonians. And recently I was reading this passage in 1 Thessalonians. And 1 Thessalonians is a very fascinating book. Paul is writing to the Thessalonian church, remembering a very powerful moment that they had together in worship long ago. Paul is writing from the context of pain, of difficulty. He's writing to his friends in the Thessalonian church saying, look, I have tried to come back to you, to be with you, but I have not been able to because of our enemy. Our enemy has prevented us from going near you. And he, and there's so many things that kind of happened to Paul and Timothy and Silas and to prevent them from going to be with the Thessalonian church. And Paul is just kind of grieved saying, look, through the time that we've been with you, we have been wanting to be with you again, but we just have not been able to. And Paul mentions at one moment within these letters to the Thessalonian church, he mentions how he actually was a little concerned that because they weren't able to be with the Thessalonian church, that they might have fallen away from that joy and that zeal and that fervor for Jesus that they had once upon a time. And so Paul is writing to this Thessalonian church saying, look, for one, I am grieved that we can't be with you. And for two, to be honest with you, I, I was kind of expecting that you would be going through some things that would have prevented you from having that zeal and joy that you once had with the Lord. And so what Paul does, he sends one of his friends, he sends Timothy to the Thessalonian church in order just to kind of get a report of, okay, what's going on with our friends? And what Timothy found as he went to the Thessalonian church, he found that they were continuing to be faithful to Jesus in the midst of their troubles. Instead of falling away, instead of denying Jesus, instead of just kind of settling for living this mediocre, just kind of compromised life, they instead leaned into Jesus through their pain and troubles. And there is something that he writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. This is what he says, you know that we are destined for such troubles, even while we were with you, we warned you that troubles would soon come, and they did, as you well know. 
I was just fascinated about this recently, just reading how Paul was warning the Thessalonian church, even from the get-go, that as we strive to be obedient and follow Jesus, that there are troubles that are bound to come. There are oppositions, there are difficulties, there are persecutions, there are temptations that will come. And I was just fascinated that even thousands of years ago, as there's a man named Paul writing to this group of believers, that even then they're dealing with the same things that you and I deal with on a daily basis. That each and every day, the notes that can come from each and every day from the people around us, from even the chaoses within our own heart that we can never expect, that just sometimes come suddenly, that no matter what notes that are played around us, that we do have a God that can still redeem those notes and make something so beautiful out of it. And then I saw this later on in chapter 3, verse 10. He says this, Night and day we earnestly pray for you, asking God to let us see you again and fill in the gaps in your faith. May he make your heart strong, blameless, and holy, as you stand before God, our Father, when our Lord Jesus comes again with all of his holy people. So that's verse 10, and then I kind of skip down to verse 13. But then he says this in chapter 4, verse 3. He says, God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion. In verse 7, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but rejecting God. Each and every day will produce difficulties, but we have a God that through the power of his word and through the spirit of God dwelling in us is constantly encouraging us, no matter what's going on around us, to focus our eyes on him and trust that he can produce a holiness, a beauty within the notes of our life, the melody of our life that only he can bring. And one day, all of this, all of the, the, the notes of our lives will have an end. And when that end comes, we will have to give an account for the lives that we lived and what we did with it, whether we submitted to Christ or whether we submitted to our own passions and desires. I wanted to end with some promises of God that are found in his scripture. And I pray that these reach you no matter where today finds you. Throughout all of the scripture, there are many, many promises of our God towards you and me that are timeless. And I, I put a little link in this episode. If you're listening to this episode, just look in the description and you can follow this link to see all of the different promises found in the entirety of the Bible, Old and New Testament. But I'm just going to read some of these that are found in this article on Bible.org. And heavy heart, no matter where today finds you, these promises apply to you and me. Our God is faithful to deliver on these promises, no matter what notes and, and just broken melodies are around us and within us today. This is what some of the promises that our God gives us is found, starting with the book of Matthew. The first promise is this, God is always faithful to his covenant promises and his fulfillment of the messianic prophecies, and they far exceed what anyone could have ever imagined. The people were hoping for freedom from physical and political bondage, but Jesus offers something far greater, freedom from the bondage of sin and of death. 
Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, he says this, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That is one of the promises through the words of Jesus in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. I will give you rest. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. No matter what just anxiety that today has brought you, no matter where today has found you, that we have a God that can produce a rest that transcends all understanding that can only be found when we come to him. Because Jesus is Christ the son of the living God, he is bigger than our problems and worthy of our supreme trust and obedience. We can see this in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, we can see that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus, and he has empowered each believer to manifest and share the good news of a new life that can only be found through Jesus, through him. In Mark, we see some of the promises of God, and we see that God has identified with us in our humanity through the humility and servanthood of the incarnation through Jesus. Jesus experienced the conditions of human limitation, including his encounters with temptations that each and every one of us face. We see this in Mark chapter 1, verse 12, and also Mark chapter 14, verse 32 to 41. Jesus offers the glorious gift of forgiveness of sins found in Mark chapter 2, verse 1 through 12, so that we can be cleansed and lifted up into a relationship with him. When we lose our lives for Christ's sakes, we will find our lives for the first time. We know the way that we lose our lives for Christ is by dying to our own will, our own desires, and coming alive through living life in obedience and submission to Jesus and Jesus alone by crying out to him, by accepting the gift that he offers on the cross, by believing that he is God and that God himself lived the life that we couldn't live and died the death that we deserve three days later, raising again from the dead, defeating death, believing that Jesus is who he says he is in the word and confessing our sins to the God who is ready and able to forgive that no longer are we enslaved to our sins and brokenness, but now we are children of God. That is one of the promises that we can hold on to, that no matter what we've done, no matter what we are doing, no matter what we will do, that our God is able to forgive and the spirit of God is faithful to produce within us newness of life that can only be found through Jesus. By God's grace, we have the privilege of knowing true greatness by following our Lord in the path of servanthood to others. We see this as a promise that as we follow Jesus in servanthood, we will experience more and more of him. That is found in Mark chapter 10, verse 42 to 45. In Luke, we see other promises of God. In Luke chapter 1, verse 32 to 33, we see how the Lord will give his son the throne of David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. We also see that just as Jesus showed compassion by laying his hands on leopards and delivering people from their afflictions, so he is personally concerned with each of us and ready to meet our needs. We see that in Luke chapter 4 and 5. And also in chapter 12, verse 22, verse 34. Heavy heart, I can go through on and on of the different promises of God, but all of this that I just shared with you is in the hopes that today 
we can lean into our God realizing that he and he alone could do a work with today. And as we submit our day to day to him, that he can produce a beautiful melody with the notes of our lives, regardless of the pain and chaos that we are going through. May we cry out to Jesus saying, God, only you, only you know what you want to do today. Help me be submissive and lean into you today. And God, when that moment comes, when the very last note of my life is played, Lord, may I know that I gave it all that I could and that you can do so much more with this life than anything that I could have done on my own. Heavy heart, we are only as close to our God as we desire to be today. There has never been a more beautiful day to surrender more of ourselves to our God than today. There has never been a better day to wash our hearts and our mind in his word, in his promises, in relationship with Jesus than today. No matter where today finds you, no matter what you are going through, our God is greater and he is faithful. He's faithful through each and every season of our life. There has never been a better day than today to respond to Jesus. Lord God, thank you so much that you can produce a beauty in the midst of destruction. Lord, my heart is heavy for those that are watching or listening this, that are having a hard time being fully present today. Lord, maybe there are things going on, circumstances going on, relationships that are are fractured or broken today that has been producing anxiety, worry, doubt, confusion, heaviness, within hearts and minds, Lord, tune us so the notes of our life, our love for others, the works of our hands, the meditations of our heart and mind, tune us so that the notes are beautiful and pleasing to you and edifying for those around us. God, forgive us for our brokenness. God, help us be quick to forgive others for their brokenness. Lord, we are all broken and in need of you. May we have grace and compassion on others around us today knowing that you have had grace and compassion on us today. Lord, you are faithful. God, help us lean into you today, no matter what we have going on. Thank you, Lord, that you are committed to each and every note of our lives and that you have a plan and purpose with today. Lord, for those that feel hopeless, helpless, Lord, draw near to them in a powerful way. May the words of my voice right now penetrate the deepest and darkest places within our hearts. And may they know that they have a God that created with a plan and purpose and that we have a creator, savior, sustainer that is faithful and that is real and active and in pursuit of each and every heart, no matter what we've done, no matter what we do, no matter what we will do. Jesus, you are, you are what we need, what we long for, what we lack. You are our God and you are faithful. Thank you, Lord, that you are greater. You are greater. Thank you, thank you. Help us be present today. It's in your name that we pray and we surrender, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Heavy heart, no matter what happens today, 
may we know that Jesus is faithful. Jesus is faithful. God, you are great.